0: So, in today's readings, we have some contrasts in how to live our life. And they call us to live a virtuous life. Jeremiah, in the first reading, kind of paints a picture of a barren bush versus this beautiful tree. The barren bush is the life that is tied to human things, based upon human trust while the big tree trusts in the Lord, trusts in God. And we see how in Jeremiah's description, the big tree bears much fruit and it can withstand lots of trials and tribulations. And I think we can see that played out in our world today, right? I mean, we see lots of people who have tremendous wealth, tremendous resources, yet they're not happy I can think of actors like Robin Williams who took his life I mean a guy who had everything possessions he had uh, friends was funny but maybe he didn't have faith in the Lord and that's what Jeremiah is talking about today is you should trust in the Lord not trust in things of our world here so the question is How would we do that? How do you trust in the Lord? And that's where we come to our Gospel today. Luke's Gospel of the Beatitudes tells us how to live a God-centered life. So first of all, in the Beatitudes, when we see this word, blessed, we should just substitute the word, happy. So, if you want to be happy, do the things that Luke says to do in his Beatitudes here. And he uses unconventional states to emphasize detachment. We read how, you know, blessed are the hungry. Well, who would want to be hungry? Or blessed are the poor. Who would want to be poor? Luke is telling us that we should detach ourselves from those things of the world. To reflect on that a little bit better, St. Ambrose wrote that, The Beatitudes in Luke are linked to the cardinal virtues, and that's how we can live our life. So a virtue, just to remind you, is a habitual and firm disposition to do the good. The habitual and firm disposition to do the good. And the cardinal virtues are those that are critical for our lives. And they're also called human virtues Meaning that we can develop them. We might not start off strong in some of these ways, but we can develop them. We can grow stronger there. And the four cardinal virtues that we refer to are temperance, the ability to control ourselves and our desires, justice, seeking what is right for those around us, prudence, doing the right thing at the right time, and fortitude, having strength and courage to overcome trials and difficulties. And St. Ambrose lines these virtues up with the Beatitudes. He says, really, to be poor in spirit, you need to be temperate. To be hungry, you need to be full of justice, seeking not hunger for food, but hunger for justice. Weeping would be tied to prudence and trials tied to fortitude. And I would like to focus on two of these beatitudes and their associated virtues today. The first one, poor in spirit, which is tied to the virtue of temperance. The Catechism defines temperance as moderates the attraction of pleasures and provides balance in the use of created goods. Provides balance in the use of created goods. And so when I think about that, I think about all the pleasures and things I have in my life. And I wonder do I own those things or do they own me? Am I a slave to those things? Am I looking for those things to help me lead a Christ centered life or am I pursuing them just for their sake on their own? things like when we think about naturally like like money possessions cars food all those things can be things that we are slave to but one thing i would like to point out today that i have noticed recently is a slave to cell phones and social media i see people in my own family i see people in my friends They are slaves to their cell phones and social media. Their lives are really centered around those things. Their happiness is centered around those things. And so I ask you, is this something that maybe affects you? And a way to answer that would be, could you for one day put down your cell phone or detach yourself from social media. If you can't, maybe that's something that you're somewhat enslaved to. If you can, then good for you. Okay, so we can do these things, we can build up this virtue of temperance by practicing it. And what are ways that we can practice it? Well, we have the ability to fast and abstain. So I visited with a friend a couple years ago, and we were sitting there eating, and he would not eat potato chips. And I said, hey, how come you're not eating potato chips? He said, because, Mike, I gave up potato chips for the year. I said, why'd you give up potato chips for the year? You like potato chips. I gave it up because I want to. I want to prove to myself that I can do it. And he was exercising and building that model, that, that muscle of temperance is what he was doing. And we could all do that with things that we think that we're addicted to. Try and give them up little by little and see if we can build that muscle. So the first beatitude, poor in spirit and temperance. The second one would be the one that's towards the end there when it says blessed are you when people hate you when they exclude and insult you and denounce your name as evil on account of the son of man and that really has to do with the proclamation of the truth of jesus christ fortitude is the virtue that ambrose associated with that beatitude and what he said and what our our catechism says that fortitude ensures firmness in difficulties and constancy in the pursuit of good. It strengthens our resolve and it conquers our fear. So we can pray for more fortitude to give us the strength to proclaim the Word of God. So how is it that we can proclaim the Word of God? Well, we can start off pretty easily. Um, You know, we can do it by how we live our life. Maybe we don't lie or we don't gossip or we don't uh, uh, tell things we shouldn't tell about other people. Um, But maybe we take a bigger step. Maybe in our office we put pictures of Jesus Christ there that proclaim our faith. Maybe we wear a cross or a pin that signifies that we're Christian. Maybe we can go a little bit further than that. Maybe we can pray in public. Doing all these things gradually increases Our ability to persevere through these things that builds our fortitude until we finally get to the point where we're able to proclaim our witness to be that vocal witness for Jesus Christ and how do you do that I find that the best way to do that is to share what the faith means to you people don't want to be preached at but they're okay with hearing how your faith affects your life So if there's been some difficulty in your life that your faith has helped you overcome, share that with somebody. There's no way that they can disagree with the fact that you had a difficulty, you turned to your faith, and it helped you overcome that. That's not preaching at them, that's telling them a little bit about your own self. And it's a witness to them. It's a witness to them. And as St. Peter says, we should always be ready to give a witness for our faith. Why is it that we're Christian? Why are we Catholic? What is it about our faith that is important to us? So we can develop that little by little as a muscle. Now on that point, I would say that this is an important time in our lives, in our state here in Illinois, to proclaim the truth of Jesus Christ. Recently... Our governor stated that he wanted to make Illinois the most progressive state in the nation when it comes to abortion access. And this past week, he and his political allies took a big step in that direction when they introduced House Bill 2495, which is called the Reproductive Health Act, but it has anything but to do with reproduction there's three parts of this bill that I would like to call to your attention first of all it provides that a fertilized egg embryo or fetus does not have human rights under the law in other words a fetus a baby is not a human being is what they're saying it has no civil rights secondly It repeals the partial birth abortion ban in Illinois. You know we have a ban that when a baby is being born it cannot be aborted at the moment of birth. This law would repeal that. It would also repeal the Abortion Performance Refusal Act which is a conscience protection act for medical providers. So if you are a doctor or a nurse, today you can say, I don't want to do that, I object to that. This law would eliminate that. And the third thing is that it provides increased insurance requirements for the coverage of abortion, meaning your work insurance has to pay for abortion. You and your premiums have to pay for that. So as you can see, this law is evil. It's really the hand of the devil, right there, writing this law. It's totally opposed to what we believe as Christians and what we teach as our Catholic faith. We need the fortitude to oppose this law. And how do we do that? Well, first of all, we start by praying for those legislators who are introducing this. The Holy Spirit will change their heart. But second, we need to pick up the phone. We need to call our legislators. We need to call our governor and say, I don't want this law. A baby is a human being. We should not abort children who are partially born. We should not have to pay for this law. You need to tell them that. And then you need to tell your family and friends that this law is wrong and why they should oppose it. Now I know when I talk about abortion, when anybody talks about abortion, it stirs up pain and sorrow in some people because there are many victims of abortion, not just the baby, there's also the birth mother, the father, parents, siblings, all these people suffer the effects of abortion. And I know they have deep regrets long time afterwards. And what they should all know is that our Lord Jesus Christ loves them, will always love them. Never think that the Lord does not love you because of this. Never think that the Lord does not love them because of this. And our church stands ready with the sacrament of reconciliation to forgive them of that sin. So encourage them to come to that sacrament we all have a choice in how we want to live our lives we can lead our lives attached to the world and all the weaknesses and all the evil that comes with that and some good though but we could also live our lives fully attached to the teachings of Jesus Christ how do we do that We do that by living the Beatitudes, we do that by embracing the virtues associated with those Beatitudes, the virtues. So I call you, please embrace the cardinal virtues, especially temperance and fortitude to help us live the life that Christ calls us to live.